Hallelujah. How many are thankful to be in the house of the Lord with other believers this morning? So good. Um, if someone would throw me a water bottle, Raphael, I'd love a, a water bottle. You don't have to throw it. Oh, and he even opened it, man. Come on, give it up for Pastor Raphael. Just what a guy. Well, uh, good morning, family. We, uh, we had a, quite a week. It was emotional. It was incredible. I think it was historic in Radiant Central Coast life. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Chad. I see a few new faces, and I have the, pr the privilege of pastoring this beautiful church and uh, surrounded by an amazing team along with Pastor Rafael and Radiant Espanol. For those of you who are a part of our digital family, whether our emails or YouTubes or Instagrams, we as a church have officially joined uh, an apostolic, uh, growing international community called the Radiant Network. Everyone say Radiant Network. And, and it is just a beautiful thing what the Holy Spirit is doing. The backstory is, um, for those who don't watch YouTube or are in our uh, digital ecosystem, uh, when we changed our name, prophetically, we felt our name was Radiant a year, almost two years ago. September will be two years. And then Patty was like, hey, Chad, did you know there's a network called Radiant Network? I was like, no, I just love the name Radiant. I can give you five reasons why. Communal, I had all these theological reasons. And come to find out there's this phenomenal, healthy, vibrant, network that shares all of our core values for the word of God, for the spirit of God, for generations, for impacting our, our world. And they're healthy and they've been running for decades. And they're, it's this network of about 60 churches, both nationally and growing international. We're believing, huh, uh, Pastor Raphael? And uh, we just got to have Pastor Sonny Mazar with us. He, we didn't, uh, he asked me, hey, I'm in Seattle. My kids live there. Do you care if I fly down and just hang out with you and your team for a couple days? And I was like, sure. And, and it was just, it turned out to be amazing. Uh, pastor Sonny is, he's like a, a father that helps correspond with all these different pastors and leaders in the Radiant Network. And he met with our team on Wednesday afternoon, uh, Thursday afternoon, and then a, core, a, a few other people on Thursday night. And it just was really, really strengthening. Can you say amen? It was so strengthening to know that we have coverage, we have friends, we have fathers, we have mothers, we have access to um, just resources as we're rebuilding our church. But look around, how many, how many believe God is rebuilding something beautiful? He's rebuilding something beautiful. And uh, just believe we're stepping into a new season. And so if you, uh, transition point, if you're not connected in any way, get everyone get your phone out. And if you, your neighbor doesn't know how to do it, scan it. Everyone, I want to see 50 phones in here because that's where your preaching notes are. And I don't have time to go line upon line. Get the preaching notes. Scan it. Good notes this week. You'll like them. Good notes. And the notes are for one purpose only, that you can discover the word of God yourself. You can take it home. I'm not going to get through all of it. Not a chance. But you can take it in secret. You can look up every Bible reference. You can test every word I say against the word of God. Amen? Amen. We want to we raise a, a community of, of disciples who are students of the word and stewards of his presence. So please, you'll see right there, not only can you give um, uh, 
tithe and offering, you can also download a bunch of free material. If you have the notes, can you say amen? Or if you've scanned it. If your neighbor doesn't know how to do it, help them. If you don't know how to do it, raise your hand. You should not feel bad if you don't know how to do it. So, can we all just put our hands on our heart? And I just want to pray a simple baby prayer. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you'd release the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the knowledge of you. I ask as the word of God is opened, it would open up God's world to us. <laughs> We're not studying just to get smarter, although that's great to grow in knowledge. We're studying to become fascinated and worshipers of a person. The man, Christ Jesus, that all the scriptures point and bear witness to. So, Holy Spirit, lead us on a divine treasure hunt this morning. I pray, God, I, I cry out as a shepherd under the good shepherd that our flock would have an insatiable hunger for the word of God. Both the written word and the incarnate word, Jesus Christ. Father, I'm crying out that you would touch our hearts where we've been indifferent or apathetic or complacent, that you would energize and empower us to be a church that seeks you, a people that finds you, who sets their heart to be those who live out of the revelation, firsthand knowledge of who Jesus really is because he's living on the inside of us. And if you want that, can you just say amen? Amen. amen. I read an unbelievable quote that annoys me. How many know it's okay to be annoyed? Sometimes on the other side of being offended, you actually grow. This guy, he, he said this yesterday on, on Instagram. He said, it's not how many years you've known the Lord. It's how many hours. Therefore, the new believer who gives an hour to the Lord each day will quickly outpace the maturity of a veteran believer who never opens their Bible. It's not my fault. It was uh, this guy called Dare Partridge. But when I got it, I had to screen grab it because I believe it's a time for the entire body to grow in wisdom and knowledge and understanding of who Jesus is. Amen. It's time for all of us to take our dusty Bibles. Amen. To undust them or I, I'm all digital these days, basically. But it's time. How many believe that the, the, the ability I will say the anointed skill and ability to perceive and understand truth and to navigate the complexities of our hour will become one of the most significant skills the body of Christ needs to cultivate and then offer the world. Raise them up nice and high. To be able to discern truth from false, light from darkness, God or a spinoff of a truth or a shadow, because even the devil in 2 Corinthians 2, I'm masquerades as an angel of light. So in an hour of great confusion and chaos, we are meant to step in and say, Lord, we want to be a people who are committed to the word of truth, anointed by the spirit of truth. Abiding in the one who is the truth. All right, the threefold, the right? Jesus is the way, the life, the truth. The spirit is called the spirit of truth and the truth is the word of God. How many want those three strands to just tie us together, not so that we can shelter and hide, so that we can stand and declare truth that will actually bring liberty and freedom and blessing and breakthrough to our world? All right, I'm going to preach now. Let's do it. Download the teaching notes, please. Download the teaching notes. Colossians chapter 1, the supremacy of Jesus. The supremacy of Jesus. I am... 
switching where my presentation's on my phone so I can use my iPad for my notes. Give me three seconds. One, two, three. Okay, there we go. Praise him. So just to give us a little bit of a recap, this has to be very brief. Paul is committed, the first 15 verses, to multi-generational ministry. He's borne witness that the gospel has created a new kingdom family. He calls them brothers and sisters. He gives us the insight that as believers, we're always in two places at once. On the central coast, but also abiding in and attached to and united with Christ Jesus, our ascended Lord. He tells us of this guy, this ordinary guy that was discipled by Paul in Ephesus named Epiphras, who helped plant this church in his hometown. Just an ordinary dude who goes home is like, I found the thing I've always been looking for, and a church is born. He talks about faith, hope, and love, Paul's favorite triad, arguably. He bears witness that the gospel as an apostle is bearing fruit all over the world, and that understanding God's grace unlocks God's new world to us in the kingdom of God. And then he ends with this long, in the Greek, it's an extended sentence. Paul always does that. When the Holy Spirit, I can imagine the as he's in prison, you know, many dull days, dark days probably, he's a man, and then the spirit of revelation would hit him. He'd grab the parchment, and in the Greek, again, I'm not a Greek scholar, I know enough to be dangerous, it's just a long run-on sentence. Father, I praise you, I thank you, Father, and I could just see a prisoner for the gospel, the spirit touching him, and he's just like, yeah, let's pray that. For the Father, for the reason I kneel before the Father, it was heaven. I could just see the Spirit energizing him in prison. And so I just want to rehearse that, that first passage in Colossians 1, where we ended last week. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. Since the day we heard about your faith, believers, I've, it's, I've not stopped praying for you. How many felt grace on their prayer life this week? That was one of the challenges. No shame. No, not, it's okay. I did. Just grace to believe and to contend when minds and people were brought to mind and heart. I made, a, I made a beautiful list of almost by memory all of our families and people that are in the orbit of radiant. Just begin to declare blessing over families, over individuals, over households. Since the day we've heard about you, we've not stopped praying for you. And here's what he prays. We continually ask, verse 9. God to fill you, say fill you, with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding the Spirit gives, so that, why? You may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work. And here's the phrase that I want to just tie last week to this week. Growing in the knowledge of God. Say that with me. Growing in the knowledge of God. Now, when you think of knowledge of God, I'm going to read this quote, and it's going to help us. What does it mean to grow in the knowledge of God? Facts about God? What do you think it means? What does it mean to grow in the knowledge of God? The presence of God? What's that? God's nature. Like, nature. Nailed it. Why would he pray this? Like, they're already believers. Don't, it's like, it's like uh, I'm, trying to I'm trying to train my kids to, uh, with varying levels of success. All right, guys, we're going to read that story. We're going to read the Bible. Dad, I already know that story. No, children, you don't understand. There's more to know. You get what I'm saying? So it's, it's, the, it's the misunderstanding that I've been there, done that, but the knowledge of God is this 
open door invitation to get caught up in his name and his nature, who he is, what he's done, what he thinks, what he feels, what he wants, and what he wills. So the knowledge of God is this mega banner to get swept up into an endless quest of discovering the riches of knowing Christ. He's a treasure chest. And so Paul is praying for believers. They have legitimate faith, verse 3 through 6. They have legitimate love, the Spirit, verse 8. They have a legitimate hope that's helping them endure hardship. Now, Father, I'm in prison, but I pray that they would never get over the invitation to know you more. I like to think of the knowledge of God. When it touches us, it's that Jesus enters the conversation. When the knowledge of God touches our spirit, Jesus enters our thought patterns. Come on, how many need the knowledge of God to hit them all day throughout the day? It's when G- that's how I've been picturing it this week, is the knowledge of God is when Jesus enters and disrupts and brings what he thinks, says, feels, and wants into whatever situation I'm facing. That's the real-time knowledge of God. What is he doing? How can I join him? That's the knowledge of God. Mike Bickle, who is arguably one of the most significant voices um, today on the earth that's provoking the church to pursue this first ministry of, of love for God, the knowledge of God. Quote, it's in your notes so everyone can have it for your own reference. God is raising up ministries to bring the church to the knowledge of deep things of Jesus. This got me like a lightning bolt this week. The most neglected subject in the kingdom of God is God himself. That, I just was like, oh my goodness, what a one-liner. Here's what he says. Instead, we talk about relationship skills. How many think relationship skills are good? Good, okay, they're good. We talk about leadership principles, economic principles, ministry skills, how to apply the scriptures to be happy and make life easier. But, everyone say but. But. The Spirit wants to reveal the knowledge of God to his people, end quote. In other words, Bickle is saying, in the kingdom of God, it's all-encompassing. How I handle my life, my time, treasure, talent, my identity, my purpose, my relationship. So yes, the kingdom is all-encompassing. But in the kingdom of God, the most important topic in the kingdom of God is the king himself. (laughs) And so when Paul is praying... They have faith, they have hope, and they have love. I've not stopped praying that the spirit of knowledge of God, that invitation of the Holy Spirit to be an eternal student of the person of God himself. Amen. Yes, again, principles, skills, all of that matters, but they matter in rightful orientation, in posture to knowing him. Growing in the knowledge of God, quote, again, these are my notes, is growing in who God is, as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I mean, literally, you could just trace the Father theme throughout Scripture and be caught up for hours. The Holy Spirit and the Son of God. Everyone say who God is. That's a part of the growing in the knowledge of God. What God has done. Say what God has done. How many could get caught up in that? You just basically read the whole Bible, like his miracles, his covenants, his deliverances, his breakthroughs, his healings. What God is doing? How many believe God's doing stuff today? He didn't ascend and then just take all of his power and glory with him. No, he ascended. He said it's for your benefit. So now I'm not in one place at one time. Now I'm everywhere, wherever the people of God submit to my lordship. So he's ascended. There's an actual person. Today, this week, I was running in between all the rain. And I had this new song hit my spirit. I mean, I'm running, so I grab my watch. It's the only time I use tech when I'm running. 
And I grab my voice memo, and I'm like, there's a person on the other end of our praise. He's got a mind. What are you thinking? He's got a, a heart. What are you feeling? He's got a voice. What are you saying? And I'm running on like Elm Street and the Lord, because I'm, I'm, I'm in the wisdom and knowledge of God. I'm like, we don't understand when we gather as God's people, the man Christ Jesus descends from his throne by the Holy Spirit. And he's saying, I will reveal more of myself to you right here and right now if you want it. And so I'm running. There's a person on the other end of our praise. He's got a voice. What is he saying? What is he saying? He's got a heart. What is he feeling? What is he feeling? He's got a mind. What is he thinking? There's a prayer. I'm just running. Yes, Lord. There's someone I'm talking to right now. You could say you're cheeky and you're cheesy and you're being goofy. Or you can say, what if it's the truest thing of the reality in which we actually live? The reason why prayer freaks the devil out is because it immediately draws us into the life of God. Immediately, shoo, we're synced up, we're talking, we're interacting with the God of all creation. There's a person on the other end of our praise. He's got a mind. What is he thinking? He's got a voice. What is he saying? Heart, feeling. He's got a heart. What is he feeling? This, is, this, this environment is growing in the knowledge of God. Because it's not just what has who he is. It's not just what he has done. Listen, he's the author and finisher of the faith quest. So that means he's finishing things and doing things through his yielded yes servants, his sons, his daughters. So we have to know the reason why so many of us believers are bored and lukewarm. We are not in on what he's currently doing. Amen. How do I get in on it? In the word, in the spirit, in the community, and in particular, praying and believing. Spirit of wisdom and knowledge, touch my heart so that I can hear what he's saying, feel what he's feeling, think what he's thinking, and then in the power of his spirit, participate in what he's doing. Does that make sense? This is the knowledge of God, and very briefly. And then lastly, not just what, who he is, what he's done, what he's doing, but what he will do. Come on, someone say, what he will do. Beloved, this is what gives us confident, firm ground when we intercede for God to do things in the earth. Lord, I'm believing that you said you're going to make all things new. Start with my family. Right? So we pray the future promises in our present realities, and we're not praying amiss. We're praying according to his will, according to his word, and the promise of 1 John 5, 13 through 15 is if we pray according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, we know that we have what we asked of him. Quote. So we, don't, we, we pray, we pray, we live, we move and have our being in God and the spirit of the wisdom of the knowledge of God. This is why Paul prays it, because it influences everything about our life if we'll let it. How many want Jesus to walk into your everyday ordinary existence? What's a prayer? This is practical. What's a prayer? Father, fill me with the spirit of the knowledge of God right now as I'm going to fill in the blank, as I'm doing such and such, as I'm about to meet with who and so and so and so. Father, I want, I want you to watch how I view it as Jesus entering the conversation, entering the reality, entering the, the meeting. He, just, he always wants to enter. In fact, he doesn't ever want to leave. He wants to do all of life with 
If you agree, say amen. That's the knowledge of God. That's a law. I should probably land the plane right there and just preach the other pages later, but I'll at least get a little farther, just a little farther. So this is so significant. So that, that's the backdrop. That, that was last week 2.0. Like we, we took it a little further and deeper. But you have to see, he just, he just, the Apostle Paul, I read a new book about almost halfway through on prayer this week, and I'll, I'll post it somehow. I'll get you the title. It's just lighting my world on fire. But what's so neat is before the Apostle Paul teaches, he prays what he's going to teach first. So he prays, Lord, give them the spirit of knowledge of God, that they would grow and bear fruit and walk with you worthy. And then he drops. I would say verse 15 through 20 is the most beautiful paragraph of the whole Bible. And what he prays, Lord, get, let the church be alive in the knowledge of God through the Holy Spirit. And then he gives them a reservoir, a treasure chest, that they'll never stop mining out the knowledge of God because it's the Christ him. The son is the image of the invisible. Oh my, the son. He's the image. The visible God made visible. You get, so he he's, he's writes his next poem to say, hey, and here's just a little help to grow in the knowledge of God. The greatest hymn ever written about Christ. His nature, his purpose, his promise, his power. And we see how that works. Father, let them grow in the knowledge of God. And then he goes, and here's some like resources so that you can grow in the knowledge of God. How many are so thankful that God is so thorough? I don't just pray, oh, I'd sure like to grow in this. He's like, pray to grow in it. And then guess what? Here's, the, here's a recipe to grow in it. Here's like a, a road. That's what I was looking for. Here's a road map to grow in the knowledge of God. So I challenge you, I am not going to get through this. You have to just read, I would say, every day this week, if not set an alarm with it, copied and pasted into a reminder, this passage throughout your week. Just verse 15 through 20. And then when you read it, say, Father, release the spirit of the wisdom and knowledge of God into my spirit. Let me see the Son who is first in creation, first in redemption, first over the church, firstborn from among the dead, the resurrected, ascended, soon coming king who has crushed the enemy under his feet. And just as you read the passage, just talk to the Holy, Holy Spirit. Bring me in, not just with my head, but with my heart. As Bickle says, I want a living understanding of these truths. I want it to impact how I live and how I move. So the Apostle Paul gives the believers fuel I should have just read my notes. It's way faster, and it's better said. He gives them fuel to ignite an endless quest into the topic of the knowledge of God. In one sentence, instead of five minutes. Praise God. Because there's nothing probably more beautiful ever written. And the reason, everyone say the reason, growing in the knowledge, don't say this part with me, growing in the relational knowledge of God is so important. John 17, 3. <clears throat> now this is eternal life. That they may know you. Let me say that again. Why is growing in the relational knowledge of God so important? Now this is eternal life. That they may know you. The only true God. And Jesus Christ whom you've sent. Because to know him. Equals eternal life. Life without end. And a love without measure. Say that with me. Life without end. And a love without measure. I love that sentence. Life with no end and a love without measure. Jesus prayed that we would grow in the knowledge of God throughout all eternity. Look what he prays in the notes again in John 17, 24. Father, 
I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory. Say, be with and to see. The glory you gave me because you love me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, verse 25. Though the world does not know you, I know you. And they know that you have sent me. Look at this language in verse 26. This prayer still carries intercessory power right now. I have made you known to them, Father. And I will continue to make you known. In order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Now, of any person on the planet, whose prayers do you think have the highest probability of being answered? Jesus! Not a trick question. That was an easy one. Jesus. And what is Jesus praying, interestingly, right before his cross? Father, let them know you and let them never get over knowing you. And here we see a helpful correlation because there's a lot of smart people in the world. You can know a lot and know nothing at the same time. Here's the, the proof in the pudding. James chapter 2, even the demons believe or know there is one God. But demons cannot bear the fruits of the kingdom of God. Amen. They can know. It's so funny. No one gets Jesus' identity like the demonic realm when Jesus the king is ministering. We know, are you here to punish? Like it's, it's the demonic realm that knows something about his nature, but that can never know something of his love. Come on. So it's not enough just to know. It's to know. It's for that knowledge, that relational equity that's built up over a lifetime of pursuing him, that reservoir of oil and love that he wants to cultivate inside every one of his sons and daughters. And he doesn't ever want that to run dry. He wants it to be filled to overflowing. Catch this, so that, 2 Corinthians 2, 14 through 16, we spread the aroma of the knowledge of him all over the earth. Come on. I want to know him, and then by his spirit, I want to spread the knowledge of him everywhere, like aroma. That's how Paul paints it. The express purpose of growing in knowledge is love. Not, hey, look at all the T's I can cross and I's I can dot. It's so that I can love you. How many know love is founded on the bedrock of the revelation of the knowledge of God, the nature of God? I'm not loving a mythical, mystical person. No, God, the invisible, has become incarnate and visible through his son, Jesus Christ. I know a real person who's got real characteristic traits. Who's got real, he's got a real brain with actual thoughts, with real hands that still hold healing, with a voice that when he speaks, the foundations of heaven shake, that it's like a river that flows and doesn't stop cascading, bringing restoration, bringing beauty where there's just a vast wilderness. There's an actual person. Come on. Christianity isn't 57 steps or 20,000 doctrines. It's to know him. Do we understand? And there will be no substitute when everything, the days we're entering, when everything that, listen, the Bible says very clearly in Hebrews 12, 24 through 29, everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Period. What will be unshakable at the end of the age is the kingdom that rests upon King Jesus. And those who will reign and rule with him are those who've learned to love and to submit to his life-giving leadership. <laughs> okay. It's the knowledge of God. 
Oh. But the point of growing in knowledge is so that we can get better at loving. <laughs> you see that? There's a lot of smart people. Cold, callous, snooty, arrogant. You ever get around someone that knows God and it just provokes you to want to know God too? Come on. Who wants to be that person for your marriage, for your home, for your workplace, for your neighborhood, where the knowledge of God is just this aura, this aroma. It's not mystic. It's the spirit of Jesus releasing aroma. As you press in, this is why it's a year to press in. It's not a year just that we're not. Listen, we are not. Radiant is not in survival mode anymore. Do you hear me? God is building his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. It's that we're not just kind of maintaining. We're standing and we're stepping into God's, God's word for us as a people. Amen? So it's time to grow in the knowledge of God. He wants to do that through the lens and the vehicle of, of relationship. Come on. This is why Paul goes on to say, and I will actually land a plane here. My goal, I'm, I'm cheating going into chapter two. My goal is that they, the church, would be encouraged in heart, united in love, so that they would have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Paul is not pointing the churches that he's discipling and pastoring to some theory. He's just pointing them to the person. Jesus, 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 the fullness thereof, the mystery made manifest. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Friends, and in our day, we could spend all of our time being educated in all the arrows that are being shot. But I'm telling you. After you've done your study, get back into the throne room reality. Jesus, you are ultimate reality, Colossians 2.17. Train me, teach me, draw me closer, draw me in. And it's just, it's just, it's time to refuse knowing him as a bystander or vicariously through someone else when every single person can know him. In this room, you think there would be one prayer that a father who looks down on a bunch of his kids would want to answer more than this simple prayer. God, I want to know you and I never want to get over what I know. I want it to change me, to fill me, to form me. I want that knowledge to just, just be this uh, eruption of love because I can't believe what I'm discovering. I never knew you were that cool. How many, how many have ever read something in the Bible and you're like, oh my word, I didn't know God was that good or that cool? Come on, who's ever, has anyone read their Bible or been excited where you're like, where did that come from? I've been reading since I was 16, I'm 38, and I read the Bible, I read Matthew 10 this week, and I'm like, wait, what? Go out and preach the kingdom? They're like, I did a series on it to start our time in here in the five cities, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's the ministry of Jesus. So the knowledge of God hits my spirit again. How many times do you need the Spirit to reveal who God is, what God has done, what God is doing, what God will do? How many times do you need to do that? A hundred million times until forever we're basking in the beauty and the beaming light that comes from His radiant face. Oh, why do we have the altar at Radiant Central Coast? This is our obedience to saying we want to create a people we want to we want to raise up a people and sanctify a place where the knowledge of him is reigning and ruling and in the place of prayer and worship and the word happens to be one of the greatest environments where the knowledge of God is flowing 
where the people of God are praising, people of God are devoting themselves to the word, and the people of God are praying in that three-quartered strand reality. I know you're working people. That's why we're adding some early morning times. We have to grow in our ability to grow in the knowledge of God. Amen? The aroma of his presence. Listen, this is not a theory. There are actual steps to growing in it. Concrete steps. The word, worship, prayer. All morning yesterday, I was super tired. I know not as tired as some of you. And for an hour and a half, my wife slept in. After reading my Bible and doing my Bible time and all that, I just sat in the chair. Lord, I just feel like I, it doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter. I did, it was no fancy prayer. It was just, Lord, release the knowledge of Jesus. That was my prayer for like an hour. I just sat there, Lord, over. Just fill up my house, fill up my heart, who he is. Lord, we have to know you. There's too many believers that you're like a visitation parent. They just know you one day a week. They don't know you seven days a week all throughout the day. Lord, our people, Lord, Radiant needs the oil of, of, of the fragrance of pressing in as a people, individually and as corporate reality, into the knowledge of God, into his presence. How many would say, I don't want to know about him, I want to know him. I'm sweaty and I'm done. Christ is the treasure chest. And this is why Paul prays what we will preach next week. I'll read it just to provoke you. The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He's the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all of his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things, 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 whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. The simple call to action is this. Who wants to be baptized in the spirit of the wisdom and knowledge of God today? To seek him and find him this week, and we'll come back and we'll you mine out this passage first all week. It's amazing, and we'll come talk about it next week. But just I love le- leaving with encounter. If that's you, you just say, "Chatty, I just want to pray for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit today." Would you just stand on your feet? I want to close in prayer that the the spirit of the wisdom and knowledge of God would strike us this morning. Thank you, God. Yeah, if you're with your, your, your spouse or your friend, you can grab their hand or, or, or not. I don't care. I mean, whatever. <laughs> whatever you'd like to do. Or a friend. I just want to cry out, Lord. The Apostle Paul, and so did Jesus, by the way, he always prayed the greatest dynamic realities first before he spoke them. And so, Father, I have nothing else to give this morning, but I pray in the name of Jesus that our people, our flock, our, 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 our mothers and fathers, sons and daughters at Radiant would be touched by the spirit of the knowledge of God this week. Lord, I pray right now that 
the conversation would change, that Jesus would enter our thought patterns, that Jesus would enter our planning, our calendar times, Jesus would enter our dinner times, our our lunches, Jesus would enter the car with us and the here and the now and the coming and the going. Father, I'm asking that, that the spirit of revelation would sweep through like a river our body today. I pray that the spirit of the wisdom and the knowledge of you that flows from a father of glory that reveals the beauty and wonder of his son. I pray that it would touch our people from the inside out. God, I just pray we don't have to know a lot. We just need to know where the bread is. And Lord, you are the bread of life. We don't have to know a lot of theories or or doctrines. There's a place for that. We can grow forever. But Lord, I pray the Holy Spirit would touch us this morning. That, we, that this week that we're entering would be different because you've made a way, Holy Spirit, for us to be those who seek you and find you. Father, the only reason we can seek and find you is because of Luke 19.10. The Son of Man came to seek and save us. Come on, somebody, say amen. The only reason we can find him is because he's made himself known. The only reason we can know him is because he's made himself known. The only reason we could love him is because he loved us first at our lowest, most filthy condition. The only reason we can grow in knowing him is because currently right now he's interceding for us to know him. So, Father, from top to bottom, left to right, front to back, all the way down and all the way through, I pray the spirit of the knowledge of God would touch us. And I pray this week that the Bible and our secret time and the driving time and the walking time and the worship time and the fellowship time and the meal times, I just pray, Jesus, the knowledge of God would touch us. I pray, Lord, that our people this week, your sons and daughters, would come alive, that the spirit of Jesus would move. We just thank you that this is a prayer you will answer, but you're looking for partnerships. So say, Lord Jesus, I partner with you to seek you this week because you reveal yourself to those who seek you with all of their heart. Here's my heart, Lord, in all of its mess. Here's my heart. Come and rest in Jesus' mighty name. We all said amen. Amen. Let's just give him glory this morning. God, we bless your name. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your spirit, for your promise. If you'd like ministry, you want someone to pray over you, come on up. If not, just have fun knowing each other. Take care of your kids. We love you. We'll see you next week.